This is kind of fun. I want to read some of this. We love this guy. His name is Mike Stone. He's been on the show before, three or four times, and we're going to have him on again because he's a smart guy. So he puts out a little, I'm on his Patreon thing, or his, I'm on some list where he sends me stuff. This is from Mike Stone. He said, based on feedback from readers who enjoyed seeing how the other side operates based on my interactions with Debunk the Funk and the Sense, from time to time, I will provide similar encounters I experienced on Twitter if I think that the information can be a benefit. This may come in the form of highlighting the use of logically fallacious reasoning or spotlighting new forms of attacks against the no-virus position. He says, virologists used the cell culture experiment as a way to detect a virus and claim that it presents within the host fluids without ever identifying the virus particles prior to the experiment taking place. They claim that the closer the observation of the CPE in the culture is evidence that the virus replicated. They then take images of the resulting cell debris and pick random particles out of the amongst the sea of similar and identical ones that fits their idea. The cell culture experiment is the bedrock of virology. The entire foundation for what virology is has been built upon the practice since 1954. However, is this method of virologist is this method that virologists have relied upon for nearly 70 years even a valid scientific experiment to begin with? And it's not. So I won't go into the whole thing, but you know, get on Mike Stone's list and get his mailings and read his stuff and you will see how clever this whole virology thing has morphed in the last 70 years into just a made-up, fictitious idea that with real science doesn't work, And but they have these little microscopic things and they do all these things to these things in the Petri dish and oh, there's the virus. And folks, they don't have it. They just don't have it. But they'll just go to their graves believing they do because their entire life is built upon this model that they went to school for and they believe and 95% of the virologists believe and it's just made up. The evidence isn't there. It is so amazing that we live on an earth plane where 90, 98% of the people that are studying virology are simply wrong. How is that possible? I don't know. I guess, how is it possible that new th- maybe this is how just new things just kind of come? 
and they're so crazy because they're so different from what 98% of the people believe that people scorn them at the beginning. They call you conspiracy theorists and you're bonkers and you're crazy. And then eventually the conspiracy theory turns out to be true. And this is going to be the same thing with virology. You know, because when you have your whole life, your entire entire life, your entire model uh, built on a false premise, you the chances of people into this religion, this scientism, are going to say, oh man, I was wrong. Very slim. Oh, you see a few popping up now and then, but very slim. You know, the ego is so strong into what we believe to be true that we just, we just can't see our way out. People just can't see their way out. These woke people doing the transhumanism thing and the um, all the stuff they're doing with kids and to fund the police and Green New Deal, all these crazy land ideas, they're so programmed that they just can't see their way out. And they're never going to do it. They're just They've been, they've been AI'd or whatever they've been. They've just been, they're, not, they're, they're gone. You just have to leave them alone because they're gone. I wouldn't fight with them. I wouldn't argue with them. I wouldn't do anything with them. Just let them go on their way. Because amazing, huh? So, yeah, I, you know, I, I just don't know how the, how the virus thing is going to do its thing. and We're going to find out. This is from Paul in the UK. How do you know that God is happy with you? <laughs> how do you know? What a great question. How do, how do you know that God is happy with you? Well, I mean, anybody that tries to explain in words what God is, is, you know, on thin ice just from the beginning, right? You know that. What are you going to do? God just is. God just is everywhere in everything. As a loving force, this is the best I can do. A loving, driving force that's in us, that we are little gods. And spirit that manifests itself in physical reality. It's, I'm not going to do a very good job with it, but it's um, components or its attributes are all the good things in life, right? Compassion and um, 
patience, of course, love, consideration, ethics. Ethics is a big one. Ethics means when we're ethical, the actions that we take and the words that we speak are the best for everybody and not just us. That's ethics. So all these good things, peace, um, abundance, beauty, balance, all these adjectives that we can give to divine spirit, this is what is running everything. And it's an unconditional energy that to answer Paul's question, I don't think God cares. That's not what God's about. God is just love, putting forth love to all of us and support and doesn't care what Patrick does. You know, if you get into the idea that God's not happy with you, well, then you get into a really false paradigm called sin, and then you're down a rabbit hole that I would not go down because it just doesn't exist. I mean, we've mentioned this often, and I don't think you can mention it too often, that there is no energy, no person, no state of consciousness, I don't know how else to say it, that matters, that matters, that ever says to you, Paul, you shouldn't have done that. Don't do that. You're a bad boy. No, do it this way. It doesn't exist. That's all made up by the religionists. God doesn't do that. Paul, God just loves you all the time. It's only you or I that get upset with our actions because we think we should do it this perfect way, which is another trap. There's no perfect way. The way we do it is perfect. It might not be the best choice. And then we learn that it's not by how we feel. And then we change it. And the more we can do our life where we're not judging ourselves and just do it and we look and see what the results are, objectively, with no judgment, that's when we really get to grow. Because say we eat something, and we have no idea, and we just don't care. I don't know if this is good for me. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm just going to eat it because I want to. And you really believe that at a deep level. You'll be able to see soon, an hour, two hours, the next day, or whatever, if your body liked it. And if you really do it with a non-judgmental, neutral position, which is hard, but you can do it, then you really learn something. Say, wow, I do fine with that. I don't know what it is, but whenever I eat that, that's great. Now, one could probably argue that the more you eat this and the more you believe that you can do well with it, the more you can eat of it, just because you believe that you can do well, the placebo, and there's no doubt about that. And that plays into it. 
So the more you think you can do well with something, you will do well with it. So, if you're going to do something extra that you want, believe will help you to be healthier or happier, you know, believe that it will. And there's a good, good chance it could. Now, there's a lot of times when you believe that it, it will, but it's not a real deep belief. It's just, oh yeah, I, I want to try this because it's going to be good. And it, you know, so it's a tricky business because life's a chancy thing, you know? Life is a chancy thing. We just don't know. Okay. synchronistic that you and some of you guests have been talking about Celtic sea salt I went to my quantum practitioner, I wonder what that is two weeks ago and asked her to about adding electrolytes to my body or to my water bottle and she said one half teaspoon of grey Celtic sea salt from France it has a good vibration. Wow. I was getting palpitations from beef, found out that it is the adrenaline in beef when slaughtered. I know, bless my food, and that's such a higher vibration. I did primal diet, hygienist vinder planets for five years till my functional doctor, chiropractor, told me I'm intolerant of dairy. A Chinese did not use goat milk, too much adrenaline in it. I order from Miller's every week, started 15 years ago, but they're raw, so I don't do. So this person's going through their own carnivore thing. This one radio network.com. Patrick at one radio network.com. I got off the wrong, the wrong thing. Here are my thoughts on a personal pilgrimage, sin would be applying the knowledge of good and evil to selfish, vain pursuits, which only feed death from a proper consumption of nouns. Hmm. The first realization to Moses, Yahweh, 
the triune male spirit, who is one, was a fire that needed no fuel source, whom needed no invention to be in the presence of the first mention of the noun parasitic God in Moses' visit repertoire of gods. I don't understand this. I'm sorry. Yahweh means was, is, is to come. Okay. That would be now, right? Was, is, and is to come. Therefore, it has no image, nor can a religion be made about it. It is simple and easeful, easeful way of being, Yah's way. Jesus, the living Messiah, said, if you have to have a religion, at least let it be visiting orphans in windows caused by religious wars. Oh, I like that. Hey Patrick, I enjoyed your night show with Dr. Daniels. Wish you could, wish she could stay on longer, <laughs> like all the time. She's a trip. I was just curious if you guys are just taking a break from the phones. Or are you done doing those? No, the phones are just not, not happy. Hmm. Hannah. There is someone I care about tremendously that listens to your show regularly. I believe I heard him deeply recently, and I'm hoping you can please pass this message along to him. Oh, I need him to know that I love him and don't want to lose him in my life. If he's listening, please let him know Hannah still loves him. Hannah loves you. Kathy wants to know what I'm doing with the stretching. I've been talking about that in neck. You know, I think uh, the whole neck thing is, is amazing. I mean, there's so much. I don't know about you, but I just keep, I keep working on it uh, gently. And, and you can feel that there's all kinds of, um, how would we say it, engrams? are just old kind of thoughts and feelings that have gathered up over 
lifetimes that that land up in your neck and your shoulder. And so when you go there and you go to a place, you think, well, I can't go any further than this. And then you go into it. Um, so I keep doing that a lot. And I would just encourage you to do that and go in slow. Go in slow and don't try to, you know, do the chiropractor thing. Because at the end of the day, there's there's no real there's no real tension to to try to bust through because everything that's in our body is just an old part of us so it is us so when we move into it with stretching or the neck or whatever the more gently we go into it the easier it is to for it to dissipate. That makes sense. Because it really is us, right? It's just a part of us, an old thought when we had when we were 25 years old and about, I can't have this. And and we believe it for a while and after a while it, it gets in part of us and this is, this is why we get older and stuff like that. Because it's kind of globbing onto us. That makes sense? It just globs onto us. And it stays there until we let it go. You always talk about, you have to tell me what is your type and what are you looking for in a future wife? From Miss S. <laughs> sure, I'm supposed to just throw that out there. Um, oh, I think when you find somebody that really, really loves you, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, when you find somebody that really loves you for just the way you are. It really does. And just wants to be with you and doesn't care how crazy you are and just loves you because the who you are, then you're onto something. That's what I'm looking for. See, I got out of that one easy, didn't I? Really, I mean, you know, I mean, dear Patrick, congratulations on looking thirty years younger than Barton Armstrong, despite being a hundred years older than he is. He ha ha he ha lol. I'm not a hundred years older than Martin. Somebody sent me a video about the Blue Zone people and um, how they age better 
theoretically than a lot of people. You've heard about these blue zones, but they've got a lot of things in their diet that seem to be a little bit weird that I don't do well with, but maybe you will, like beans. They're pretty estrogenic. But I wrote back to him and I said, I'm not sure about this blue zone diet thing. I think that animal foods are a better choice, for me anyway. I also believe we can get to 110 and beyond and be way more vital than this chap. Oh, he showed me a picture of somebody 110. The guy was, you know, I think we'd be much more vital than the, some fellow who's like really old, but he's 110. What's the point? Anyway, so he said, he wrote back, he said, I agree. I'm built just like you and weight and almost exactly the same as you and I'm just a couple of years younger and you feel very spry, healthy, and shape. Good for you. I think you and I, only about half the way through our lives, or less than half. Yeah, I think so. I think 144 would be a good age to wrap it up and blow this popsicle standard. Who knows? Like you always say or imply that we just imagine what we want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else in any way. And of course, always first hand it over to spirit and let it tweak it however it wants. Good for you. Yeah, this guy gets it. I like that. Like you always say, Steve says, simply just imagine what we want. And as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else in any way, and hand it over to spirit, and let spirit tweak it however it wants. It's really well said. Steve, you're on it. And I wrote him back and told him, hey, Doodle, what's going on? Come on, baby. She just went downstairs, now she came back. Yeah, Steve and others, that's that's really the way it works. It's It's really... It's not rocket science, as the saying goes, because there are no rockets, really. But we just hand, we just imagine what we want, right? Imagine what we want. I imagine I want muscles, and I get more muscles, and lift weights, and you just get it. Imagine what you want to feel like. Imagine what you want to do. Screenplays, and you just... But the, the thing of it is, is you imagine it, and we feel it, and we do it, and we keep doing it, and then we do everything we can to make it so, and that's how we create our future. One of my favorite lines from my teacher that I've used often, but it's worth saying, then when we give 110%, I love this, when we give 110%, then spirit kicks in the rest. So if you have something in your future that you would like to have, whatever it is, physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever it is, work towards that goal every day with what you think, what you believe, and what you do the action you take, 
if it's something physical, start a business, write a book, um, do a podcast, whatever it is. Just keep working towards it all the time. Oh, I'll do this. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do this. And I'll do this. And the more we do, the more spirit says, yeah, man, go. Go great. Here, how about this one? Spirit just applauds us all the way because we are stepping up to the plate and doing what we need to do and that's how we create a reality because of what we do. Spirit is the juice, the mojo, the electricity, the ether, the... And what we are, we're like a... We're like electricians that don't, we don't try to make the electricity do anything other than what it was meant to do. Right? We utilize this energy in its form to think what we want because thinking takes energy. Thinking and imagining takes energy, takes God stuff juice and so we use it and we mold it in our image of what we want we're not trying to change spirit from its essential attributes because it's not going to change you know it's all the attributes we talked about peace, love, heavy beads, beauty abundance, love everything all the stuff that we all want in our life. That's what spirit is made out of. And that's, that those attributes, we're not trying to change those at all. We just incorporate spirit's energy, what it is and what we're made out of, into having all those things in our life. So whatever we do, start a business or have a relationship or whatever we do, all those attributes are how we incorporate into our life. And as long as Steve said we don't want to hurt anybody and we don't diss anybody and we don't hate anybody and we don't want to change anybody and we don't, you know, want to be violent and we don't want to kill anybody, we just want to have a nice life and do good things, spirit will just pile in and more things will happen. People will be introduced to us just by out of the blue. Of course, nothing's out of the blue. Everything and every person we come in contact with is, in a sense, sent there by spirit because that's how spirit helps us. Oh, I'll just work with Charlie over there. Hey, Charlie, what do you think about going to see Steve or Patrick because they could, you got something for them. And he, spirit implants that idea and somehow Steve or Charlie sees a podcast and says, wow, I should come to That's how it all works. Spirit's always in everybody working to help everybody get what everybody wants. Pretty cool. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, pretty cool. It's a trip. And I know, I know this is how it's set up. And so, so all we have to do, if we want to, 
like they say in a Tom Cruise movie, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to um, <laughs> is to just stay in tune with doing the right thing, be ethical, help other people, do what we want to do, do what's fun, stay as happy as we can, and and work towards our goals in whatever they are. Now I get people, and I you know I, I relate to this. Um, that just want to find a significant other. Because let's face it, I mean everybody, they don't tell you this, but everybody really wants to be in love. I mean really in love. You know why? There's nothing better. That's why people watch love stories, romantic comedies. Because they love watching people fall in love because that's what they want to do. It's just in our, it's in our being because love is what we're, what we're made out of and we want to be with people who we love. And it doesn't have to be a significant other. It could be, it could be a dog or a cat or Anything. Frankly, I think humans are more fun because, but you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I just forward it. Oh, a story about pilots getting pains in the heart. Yeah, man. I enjoyed your, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be flying for a while This pilot's taking this vaccine. My God. It's crazy. Uh, I enjoyed your show with Susan Bradford. I think she is bang on, and you make a great post. I agree with you about Tom. So many don't consider to go deeper. Patrick has excellent guests on his show. Oh. Thanks. Yeah, we find some pretty cool people. Oh, about Dr. Mashey's show. People really love him, so do I. Um, let's read this. Eric. Thank you, gentlemen. I felt deep connection to the comments about sin that Mr. Massey spoke about. For me, in original terms, stemming from Hebrew, I, a.k.a. cleaned up Sanskrit, <laughs> cleaned up Sanskrit, as sin is clearly depicted as an archer shooting an arrow and missing the mark. Yeah, other people have said that's where the term comes from. That's very interesting. Missing the mark. Especially in context with authenticity and relative to our human 
mankind condition. As we journey back to man, not a kind of man, but as Jesus was the express image of love, a.k.a. the Son of Man, love in the flesh, and then as man, the first death is the shedding, so now also we can return back to spirit, then as spirit we can be as love in effortlessness, service, in whatever form. Okay? Sin is absolutely conveyed and portrayed as an arrow missing the mark. The mark is where you end up with after every choice when free will is initiated or disregarded. Original sin is that we are born in the flesh and have to get back to spiritness, the original no sin. We were never trapped in the flesh and subject to the powers of not love. Okay. You know, there's no original sin as advertised, in my opinion. But that's all been made up stuff. Enjoyed your show with Martin Armstrong. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you think the spiritual aspect to all of this? For example, some have suggested that war isn't just about money and control, but to also participate in human sacrifice and to generate fear and misery. Yeah, you know, more, you know, this war thing is just crazy. These people just don't stop. You know, there's always been, um, this is a warring universe since the beginning of time, I guess, since uh, when we were cave people and we we fought with each other, who should be the head head cave dude? I don't know how far it goes. It just goes back and it's this never-ending. Uh, governments early on, whatever, whenever they started, they were always kicking somebody's ass to get with their stuff. They, I mean, they've always done this. They're not going to stop. They've always done it. You know? They've always done it. I want your stuff. And they convince the people to attack the other person and get their stuff because they make up something about the other country. And they do it today. They do it today. Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Not. No. They wanted his stuff. So Bush and Cheney, 2003, whenever that was, went in, destroyed the entire country. 
killed hundreds of thousands of people over the oil. They took over the Central Bank of Iraq. They, the, the IMF, the World Bank, the UN, deflated their currency to point zero 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 eight six cents. It was $3.50. Can you imagine that they had the power to do that and got away with it? Destroyed the company, country. All under the idea that they were going to install a democracy in, in Iraq. I don't know how many trillions of dollars lives lost. It. Just nonsense. That's just one, one war. They did it in Chile. They did it in Central America. In Iran, when they installed the Shah. Afghanistan, they went in there trying to take all their stuff. They killed Gaddafi, one of the most uh, uh, benevolent dictators in the Middle East. He used to give people a home and thousands of dollars when they got married, Gaddafi. And Clinton and that whole crowd went in and killed him. These people are lunatics. They're psychopaths, they're greedy, they're control freaks, and they're not going to stop. So just stay out of their way. Stay out of their way and we'll just watch what happens. And, you know, maybe the whole thing will implode. Maybe maybe, uh, karma will catch up with them and they'll just fall down and go boom. Possible. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, but there's no reason why they're going to stop. You know, Martin Armstrong, uh, it was a great show and uh, please go and bitch you and look at it or on the audio on one radio network, and he lays out a pretty convincing um, argument of why that these people want World War III. Uh, They want it. Um, These are neocons, you know, the... uh, Bill Crystals and the folks that have been in the, the Clinton crowd, Bush, that they're just, they love war. They make money off of war. Dick Cheney used to be all involved with that one company, what was it, Bright? Um, you know which one I mean. Starts with a B. And they made millions rebuilding Iraq after they blew it up. They're just greedy, crazy people. So, what are you going to do with those guys? Yeah, these folks, boy, I tell you, um, There's no reason to believe that NATO, the EU, and the people driving the United States, and the United States is driving this whole thing, 
are going to stop in Ukraine anytime soon. They've got 100,000 American military people on the border right now of Ukraine. And they may try to invade Russia, and then it's going to get really ugly. So, you know, keep an eye on it. Um, I do, just to see what they're up to. But they're crazy. There's no other way to describe these people. They're Looney Tunes. I think my wife has finally convinced me that we need one of the relaxed saunas. <laughs> she has so much body pain, fibromyalgia, or Lyme, not positive yet. Please be advised how to order. Okay. Yeah, Tom, these, these kind of things can be worked through. There's no doubt about it. Sauna will help. I'll show you how you can order one. There is, by the way, this whole Lyme thing is made up. I wouldn't believe that she has some kind of thing in there that she's got to kill. It's just not true. No evidence. So you can let that one go. I'll tell him that. I suffer from gastritis and stomach problems, ulcers. I'm Irish and realize that the last few years the doctors really haven't a clue about health. I've seen, have you have interviewed a lot of alternative health doctors over the years and was wondering if you could help me out or have any tips. As I've heard you say also, you've had some problems with your stomach as well. I didn't take the COVID vac, so my doctors won't see me here in Ireland. But it's a blessing in a way, as I don't help and only heard. Hand out PPI, which really messed people up. I guess that's pharmaceuticals. I'm only reaching out now because you said in your podcast you love helping people. Yeah, you know, my stomach thing was a long time in resolving. And I still can make it happen. Just, I can just, seriously, I can just not be happy about something or want something other than what it is and I can feel it in my stomach. So that's my canary in the coal mine. Just taking a long time to figure it out. But it's really just tension a whole body tension for me that um, manifested in a pain just below the rib, right around the liver, gallbladder area, kind of like a sharp pain. And it would just, so I called it my canary in the coal mine. So I just got through it by looking into it deeper and deeper every chance I get to see really what, what it was about. And I found out that it was just simply tension. Tension held up, held on to over many years. I'm worried about this or that. I'm comfortable about this or that. Uh, not liking this or that. And every time we, excuse me, every time we do that, it causes tension in the body. And if you think about the body as being a hologram, a thought, and I thought that's the whole body. 
So any kind of tension affects the entire body in a small way until the tension is released. So, I mean, you could do something like, I mean, watch a video, say something like, and really mean it, which I don't recommend. Man, I hate that guy. I hope he dies or something. You know, that, 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 <laughs> that, that not a good thing to do. But that, that tension about wishing this guy was dead um, is in the body at that moment. And that tension is there. Most often, these things ongoing resolve themselves in the dream state when the body is sleeping and we dream this is what we're doing we're unwinding that idea that you so you might have a dream with that fellow even though you don't remember it and you might say you know I, I, don't, I don't mean that sorry I just I reacted I apologize and then you're done so this is what dream life is about this is why we dream and this is why the more we can get so we remember our dreams and write them down, we can then begin to make some connections to what we did yesterday or the day before and say, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. So that's why we remember our dreams, so we learn from them. But even if you don't remember them, the reason you feel better after sleeping for eight hours and not remembering anything is because you just spent the the last eight hours working all this stuff out that we've created over lifetimes or years. Or Now the, the challenge with it is, um, and this is what happens why people get sick and die way before their time or get diseases, if we're not doing the inner work or changing our diet and lifestyle, these things build up over years years and years and years, they just build up. And there's so much tension built up in the body that people reach 70 or 80 and they, 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 you know, God love them, they look like tired and tired and wrinkled and, and, you know, they have a hard time moving and all that. And I have compassion for these people because they, it, they don't understand how this is all just built up tension and uh, engrams and thoughts and images. So this is why people think they have to look a certain way when they reach 80 or whatever it is because this is how they're portrayed in the movies. And, and most people you see who are 80 or 90, they, they're all kind of crumpled up and they look 80 or 90, most people. But it didn't, didn't have to happen like that. It was all created by the person. Make sense? So, so many of the stomach problems, as this person is asking about, is really about tension. So the best thing to do is to start meditating and start thinking about what you're thinking about. Start trying to pay attention more every moment, every moment, relaxing in the moment. You're washing dishes and thinking about something that's unpleasant. Say, okay, I'm going to think about something else. Boom. And you just stay focused, stay in the now, 
as much as you can. And you will gradually, over time, begin to let go of all of these thoughts and images and feelings that we've built up over a lifetime. They just leave when you kind of make peace with them, so to speak. Just like I said, when we say to the person, we say, bye, I wish you'd die, is we say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. You know, that kind of thing. Once you do that, then it's resolved. And then that engram, or that energy in the body, in this hologram, leaves. So most stomach things are just, um, look upon it as a canary in a coal mine telling you that it's time to relax more, stretch more, take more walks, kiss more, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is to help you relax and to, and to be more in the moment, whatever it is. Take your significant out more, become closer with your significant other. Whatever you can do to have more love, affection, and peace in your life, these, this tension that is built up over years and years will release itself. And people say, oh man, you look, you look better, you look great. What are you doing? You're just relaxing. That's why you look better. You're just relaxing into life and everything just, you know, all this stuff, all this stuff we create in our body, whether it be arthritis or bone, you know, aches and pains and crinkles and wrinkles and gray hair and whatever, it's all just tension. All just tension. So the more we relax and enjoy ourselves and be happy, What's the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? The more we do that, um, the better we feel, the younger we are, the younger we look, and the, the more fun we have. Okay, this is interesting. Michael. The latest Dr. Massey interview. Yeah, we get a lot of great emails about him. He's so good. Oh, I wish to garner a guest which may, I wish to offer, may garner you listenership. Monica Schaefer, Free Speech Monica, released a book last fall about her ordeals of being thrown in the clink in Germany just for releasing a post video apologizing to her mother. Sorry, Mom, I was wrong about the Holocaust. I became a pen pal of hers. Oh, this is all about her mom and the Holocaust and all that. Okay, I won't dig deep into that. Well,
this really helped me just looking at the show notes that you had with um, Sally Norton about oxalates. Hmm. I have itchy feet and they usually itch after meals. I thought it was way too many carbs before reading above, but that didn't always fit. Or I meant it couldn't handle, didn't mean I couldn't handle any carbs. So I then looked up oxalates. My favorite doctor, he said agricultural papers show that plants develop more oxalates when exposed to aluminum. And we know there is a ton of aluminum in the environment. So for many people sensitive to oxalates, the main goal should be lowering aluminum. So that is in the future, we can have more oxalates heavy foods for ease of life or whatever reason we want. Had a small salad heavy in carrots and the itching started harvest time. Dr. Exley, who you had on the show, says Fiji water lowers aluminum nicely, one quart a day. It's probably studies to show it. I think that the lower price Fiji water at Costco. Yeah, Fiji water's got something in there that actually says, what was it? Actually says that lowers um, aluminum in your body. Never done that one. Hi, Patrick. As it turns out, I've been using the same tallow which you gave me the link to. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's uh, the one we like. It's called uh, Fatworks. That's the name of the company, Fatworks. And you can get organic grass-fed uh, beef tallow. It's really quite easy to take. It's just You can just collab spoonfuls in there. I plan on getting some duck eggs at the next farmer's market. He said, I'm just going to do the yolk. Unfortunately, my immune system is highly reactive to the egg white, oh, as well as that from casein, soy, almonds, cashews, and corn. How is your, date, uh, how is your weight now that you're down to one meal a day? Question mark. My next goal is one big meal for the day and at lunchtime. Yeah, you know, I started that, and as I was uh, talking about I didn't do that well on it. I did for a week or so, but then, man, I just started getting more hungry, Brian, um, and I just now eat when I get hungry, so I let, excuse me, I let go of that one meal a day thing. You know, I experiment with something for a while, and then if it doesn't work, I go, okay, well, I'll, I'll do this other thing. So I'm always changing and trying to, trying to, uh, you know, trying to, See what's the best thing to do. Always, always, always. Well, Patrick, what's the name of that product that you mentioned? Chlorine dioxide that doesn't kill. Oh, it's called Closis. It's C-L-Y-S-O-S, something like that. I think they have it at, hmm, 
at the Walgreens, you know, one of those places. And it's just uh, a modified chlorine dioxide, which you can use in your, if you do a water pick thing, or just uh, uh, switch it around before bed. And uh, it uh, balances out all of the different microbes in your in your mouth without um, killing anything. Because chlorine dioxide doesn't kill anything. That's commonly known as miracle mineral supplement. It doesn't kill anything. It just kind of makes things happier in there. So that's kind of a good thing to do before bed. Okay. Um, well, that's all from here. So let's look at what's next week. Find the calendar. Oh, we got some cool stuff. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here on the 24th of April, the fourth Monday. Steve Falconer, crazy Steve. We love Steve. Man, we talk to Steve about all kinds of stuff. He's really fun. He's probably, uh, I mean, he's in all kinds of things. The lost history, uh, cosmology, truther, the virus thing. He's he's just fun to talk to. Um, Virus Ahmed. Yeah, he's finally going to make it. He had a little personal thing last week, so we couldn't have him on. Or this was just, he was going to be on this past week. So that's one, two, three. We had a couple other people we're working on. Okay, kiddos. I forgot to do commercials today. Okay. Thanks for your ongoing support. If you'd like to donate to us so we don't need to have as many commercials, I'll do that. We'll just um, start running some streams here. We'll put some older shows on there too just to spice things up for the weekend. So I appreciate you, you being here. Thank you. Phone any day, any moment now. We'll see you on Monday with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Let me know if I can help with anything. I'm here for you. I'm at your service. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com Thanks for putting up with my stream of consciousness all over the place for the last two and a half hours, but I don't know what else to do when I'm on by myself because I'm trying not to complain about anybody. better with that. Yeah, no complaining. No whining. (laughs) No whining. Okay, I love you all. May the blessings be. You take care of yourself. We'll, We'll see you real soon, okay? From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.